Jen here with my friend Brian Decker, mortgage expert and the CEO of Modern Lending Team. Now, we all know how crazy the housing market is. And Brian, who's a friend of The Answer, is here to give us a housing and mortgage rate update. So, Brian, what are you seeing in the housing market today? Mortgage rates remain near historic lows, still in the 2% for most conventional loan programs. With rising rents, we're seeing more homebuyers move towards purchasing. And with extreme low supply, we're going to continue to see rising home prices continuing through at least 2023. Thanks. Brian. Now, I'm sure people have a lot of questions about buying a home or refinancing. If they wanted to reach out to you with questions, what's the best way to reach you and your team? You can give us a call seven days a week at 951-844-LOAN. That's 951-844-LOAN. Or reach us on our website directly at modernloans.com. That's modernloans.com. Thanks so much, Brian. And we'll speak with you again soon during our next mortgage update report. Friends, you can call Brian at 951-844-LOAN or online at modernloans.com. AM 590, the answer. Welcome to another episode of Dollars with Decker. I wanted to come to you guys this Friday a little with something different. I didn't want to talk about finance stuff today. I wanted to really kind of talk about something that was really specifically on my heart that I've been personally kind of battling with internally. And I'm sure a lot of people are at that point in their life that they really feel that they may be having the same kind of internal struggles or internal battles that I'm going through. So I'm the type of person that I've always been very, very ambitious in my nature. I just, I think that way. I, I, I constantly am craving to never get left behind. And for the last couple of years, I've literally tried to take on everything. I have taken on growing a company. I have taken on constantly, constantly trying to prove myself. I'm constantly putting myself in circles where a lot of times I'm not the smartest person in the room and that's where I want to belong. And I'm always at the point where I'm just nonstop running all the time. I'm taking on this additional, you know, activity. I'm trying to learn this new type of financial investing. And I was running today with my CPA and he said something to me and it really kind of hit me hard. So for a lot of you guys may or may not know is when I got into the mortgage career, I worked really, really, really hard because I was, to be honest, I wasn't my parents' favorite kid by any means whatsoever. My brother was perfect on his SATs. My brother was the shining light in our household. It's a big joke in our family still. I was telling my wife this when we got married that I was definitely not the golden child, that I kind of got in a little bit of trouble and my brother was by far the golden child. He's four years younger. And she's like, oh, Brian, you're being silly. That's, that's not the case. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, trust me, go look at my house and walk in. You'll see, I was never the favorite child. And I've constantly had something to prove my whole life. My wife walks in and right above our fireplace is a photo of my mom, my dad, my younger brother and myself. I couldn't be more than 12 years old and no exaggeration. The look on my face on our family Christmas card photo looks like I'm pooping my pants. I'm literally not even joking. I have the most horrible look on my face and it looked like my parents didn't even like pay attention to what I was, you know, looking like in that photo. 
And so because I was never the, you know, the best in my household as being the smartest, I had this huge, huge chip on my shoulder to fill. And so through college, I started to do pretty well. And then right after college, I was doing okay, but really was never the best at anything. And then it came to mortgage. And in mortgage, I felt the ability just due to my kind of math IQ and the fact that I've watched my dad work super hard his entire life. I found something that I could be the best at. And what that was going to be was I was going to outwork everybody at everything I ever did that I knew that if I put my mind to something and that I got up earlier and earlier every single day and I found a way to be the most productive and I said yes to as many things as possible to try to learn as much to try to be involved in as many things and to study as much that people would quit before I quit and so I just built that reputation and within the industry, the mortgage industry and real world compared to college and, you know, and when you're a kid, that actually gets you ahead in life when you just outwork everybody all the time. However, it didn't really come to me as a, as a negative until now as I'm almost 39. So kind of reflecting on it, what's actually happened to me is, is I worked my way up outworking everybody to being one of the top loan officers in the country went from making no money to all of a sudden making seven figures a year everybody around me really wanted to you know constantly you know be involved or have me involved with something they were constantly asking for my piece of advice and i'm like these people don't even realize i don't even know what i'm doing all i'm doing is just constantly getting up at 4 30 in the morning and you know, trying to learn every day and stay in a good mood and say yes to everything possible that would come my direction. And I didn't really think of the the toll it would cause on my, on kind of my life and my psyche. And then I rose to the very pinnacle of my career in Lone Depot. And I was, you know, number one loan officer in the country. And I was basically, for lack of a better word, completely blindsided got hit with some serious legal trouble that was absolute nonsense. I was humiliated in, in front of my entire industry for something I did not do and basically spent the next year and a half and over a million dollars in legal fees fighting for something that I didn't do and, and I was being accused of because I rose against you know, uh, uh, you know what the norm was. And so I then, as I was just reaching, got slammed down to earth. So many people turned against me. So many people were talking terrible about me. And once again, I had to start from building from the bottom where people thought one way or I was not as good as, you know, oh, I knew, I knew that was fake. I knew Brian was this way or that way. There's, there, I, I knew there was some negative thing to him and, you know, it was embarrassing. I mean, everyone at my daughter's dance competition was talking negatively about me. At tons of people where my friends in the industry were talking negatively about me just because I wanted to do something different and I wanted to move and do something in a different direction. And they tried to use um, negative publicity and tried to crush me. And I was very well accepted as I moved into the wholesale space. And I had a lot of really awesome, loyal 
friends and real estate agents that stood by my side. And so what I did is I had worked my way up to this point and then got slammed back down to the ground. And it was the one of the lowest points in my entire life. And what I did is I then picked up the pieces. I had some awesome individuals around me and I went at it harder than ever. I was like, you guys do not know who you're messing with. I am going to just prove to you. I'm not going to say anything publicly. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to try to defend myself. People that know me know me and I will rise from those ashes. And so here it is pretty much exactly two years later. And I have been able to completely not only bring myself professionally to a level of where I never thought I would basically be able to be, but also too, at the same time, I basically got into the position of people doubted me on where I am, but at the same time, they have to realize that the scariest thing about somebody is somebody that is put into a corner and that person you put into a corner has two choices. They can cower down, they can be weak and they can cry and they can make excuses or they can just stay true to themselves and continue just to outwork every single person possible and prove everybody wrong. And I had a great group of people around me and so now here it is two years later, business is bigger than ever. Everyone now wants me to speak at all their events. Everybody is kind of a yes man towards me. Oh, Brian, will you do this? Will you do that? Kissing the ground I walk on. But I remember the people that were loyal and I absolutely forgive the people who are not loyal. But where I'm getting to with this is now you guys have kind of understood that background is what it took over the last two years about killed me. Getting up at four in the morning, never stopping, learning everything possible, constantly never, ever turning it off has now led me to a point where I've been fortunate. My net worth has gone up 10x, you know, in the last two years. Um, I no longer have to work as hard, but I still do. And I still get up every single day. I still push myself to the brink. And I constantly put myself in these circles where people are at a further point in their life. And I'm like, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there. And then on Tuesday of this week, when I was driving to the gym, I had allergic reaction to something and my throat was closing up on me. And I felt like I was dying. No joke. I had never had, I'd been allergic to bees my whole life. I got stung in the throat. One time I was a kid and it swelled up. Well, as I was driving to work, my, I thought I was going to die. And once I was going to go ahead and die, basically what had happened is, is I turned around, ran home, go into the ER. They ended up giving me a shot and basically gave me a bunch of medicine, helped me open up. And it really thought to myself. And I said, what the heck are you doing, Brian? Like, maybe it's time to take a minute and reflect. You've, you've redeemed yourself. You know, you, you don't have anything to prove to anybody else. You know, you've already gotten to the point in your career professionally that you probably never thought you would. Every time that people have doubted your ability to perform, you've just worked so hard to prove them wrong. 
you weren't doing it for yourself. You were doing it for everybody else. So now here I am at a point of almost 40 years old. I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. And I've still been saying yes to absolutely everybody. I take phone calls that truly I should not even be taking anymore. Guys that run an eight-figure business as a CEO should not be you know, taking a credit review phone call for a client just because if a real estate agent asks them anymore, it's just not the best and highest use of my time. But I never want people to think I've ever gotten too big for my britches or I'm, I'm too good for that now. But it also has now come to a point, it's taken a toll on my life, right? I don't get to see my kids as much as I do anymore. I don't ever get to take my wife on date nights anymore because I'm so tired. I have more money in my bank than I ever thought I would have. I, the one thing I do love more than anything else is to coach and educate and teach people and shorten that. But I need to realize myself personally that I can take a break. It's okay for me to let off the gas pedal and to stop comparing myself to every single person out there because I'm always, oh my God, this person's doing that. I need to do this now. And what ends up happening is, is you put yourself in a position where you have all these unfinished projects and you have all these different avenues that you're dividing your ability to perform that you're not doing any one of the things to your highest and best use. So I have made a vow to myself personally to say no to things, to it's okay to value my time more than taking a phone call to do a credit review with somebody. Guess what? They can talk to one of my loan officers. It's not me being too big for my britches. It's the fact of is that 15 minute phone call that I am truthfully not the best person to even do that is taking away 15 minutes of me spending time with my five-year-old and seven-year-old at home. And that's what's going to matter in life. And you know what? It's okay if I'm not going to have the biggest mortgage company in America, because you know what? I probably could if I put my mind to it, but I wouldn't be happy. And I think so many of us need to hear that. I know we all are chasing people that have the best cars and the biggest houses and all these things that we think monetarily are going to bring us a sense of joy. And I'll tell you from somebody that now, you know, is making seven, eight, nine, ten times what I was making five years ago, I'm not any happier professionally during my life. You know what I am really happy doing? I'm really happy educating people. I'm really happy now coaching my son's football team. I'm really happy now investing in building businesses. I am really happy when I get to spend quality time with my family and my friends. What I am not happy about doing is sitting down and trying to figure out a way that I can buy a $10 million jet because, or figuring out a way. I mean, I remember when I told myself, Brian, if you had, if you were worth $10 million someday, you're just going to never, never going to work again. Well, guess what? That day's here. And guess what? I'm working harder than ever. And so I wanted to tell you guys that even from somebody that a lot of you guys look up to, and like, oh, I want to get to where he's at. With the, I'm going to tell you, there's people where I'm at that they look just as far away from me that I am to you, right? Like I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could only get there, then I would feel a sense of like accomplishment. And I know people listening to this are like, if I could only get there, 
then I, where Brian's at, I would feel a sense of accomplishment. And the truth is, at the end of the day, that line, that finish line is always going to move. And at the end of the day, what you guys need to figure out is, is one, what's going to make you ultimately happy at the end of the day. Two, how you are going to be remembered. And three, how much of an impact can you make on somebody? Like, I can sit there and last month rip a huge month, make more money than I've ever made in a month. And you know what? I didn't even care. I didn't even ask what I made last month. I didn't even look. You know what I did pay attention to was the joy on the five-year-old's faces last night that I'm coaching and telling them if they, when they scored their first touchdown or the look on my son's face when he's sitting there getting a ball handed off to him and running up the field, or when I have one of my loan officers come into my office and they're like, Brian, I just landed that huge deal. Exactly what you told me and what to say to them worked. And it is in their benefit, like celebrating those wins for other people. That's what realistically is what's most important. So what at the, when I'm looking back on this and what I want everybody to do is to realize you're never going to feel content. You never will. It's never going to happen. You're never going to be content. And your entire life, you're going to be chasing that. And, you know, I am, you know, I go to church. I'm a Christian. I, you know, I, I, it's not that I don't have God in my life, but being an ambitious, absolutely insane psychopath when it comes to, I need to feel success every single day is a crazy sickness that if you don't address it, you're going to be sad and lonely and you're never going to ever be fulfilled. And so I wanted to write this and let everybody know here that just because you want to take your foot off the brake doesn't mean that you're quitting. It doesn't mean that you're a loser. It doesn't mean that, you know, you didn't reach your ultimate goal. It's okay to celebrate some of your victories and it's okay to say no to things and it's okay not to be the absolute best at everything. What my vow is personally is I want to have the best, most satisfied employees and loan officers of a small company that serves my community that will never be as big as any of these big mortgage companies. But guess what? We're going to do a lot of really awesome things in our community. We're going to have a lot of people here locally that really appreciate us. And I'm going to have a lot of employees. At the end of the day, they're going to like coming to work every day. And it's okay that if I don't want to grow beyond a bigger than a 50-person company, I can be just as good of a businessman running a 50-person company and be just as successful running a 50-person company making one one hundredth of the money than the guy that owns guarantee rate is or the guy that owns Loan Depot is. And so once you come to learn how to celebrate your wins and really understand where you're going and not tie yourself to the obsession of always feeling like you have to be the best or always have to have these massive wins and to take a break and know that like taking a break and just being content with where you're at and trying to be really good in the space you're at 
you're not failing. You know, I don't need to constantly try to make more money every single year, even though I, I feel like I need to. I don't need to feel like I have to do more loans every single year, you know, just to feel that need. People know me as the guy that does a lot of mortgage loans or know me as the guy that does a lot of crypto. And so I feel like if I'm not that person and I'm not the best at doing it, that I'll lose my identity. And the sad thing is, is my identity should never be that to begin with. So I know this today was a little bit off topic for everybody, but what I want everybody to do, you know, that's listening is to put yourself in three most important goals or places that make you feel the happiest. And I want you to write down what those traits and what those things are within there. And then don't do things outside of it. So for me, I know mine is I want to run one of the best small businesses in America, right? So if it's not me staying within being a small business, then I'm not going to do it. So if it's me going and holding national seminars, I'm not going to, I don't want to do it. If it's me trying to go out and expand into 10 other states, I'm not going to do that because that's not my goal. And it's okay to be small. And number two, it's to be a really freaking good dad and husband. And so for me, that's what is making me leave work at four o'clock a couple days a week now. And guess what? By doing that, I can't take on as much business. And it's okay if I don't want to grow into every single one of the states because at the end of the day, I want to make that impact on my kids. And then thirdly, I know for me is I am very open with people and I love to teach people and I love to educate people. And that's where I'm going to focus a lot on that. So a lot of my energy and focus, even though it may not monetarily be the same as if I put the same energy into just doing a bunch more loans, maybe I love educating people on crypto. I love educating people on how to save in real estate. And guess what? It's the money's not going to be there in the same way it is closing a thousand more loans. But guess what? I'm way happier on doing it. And at almost 40 years old now, I don't want to spend time doing things I don't like to do anymore. I've done that. I've worked my butt off for 18 straight years after college, working more hours than anybody I know. And I'm tired. And I really, really like to do certain things with my life. And I'm going to focus on making as big of an impact as I can on people rather than just as big of an impact on my bank account. So you know, I know this one is just some real talk with you guys. I hope any of you guys that are constantly feeling like you're having to compare yourself to everybody else and you're not as good as somebody else. Well, guess what? That person you're comparing yourself to is just as insecure, is just as feels like they don't know what they're doing as you do. So write your three pillars that you want to live and just start saying yes to things in the pillars and say no to things that are out of it. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your Friday and uh, take care, guys. with my friend Brian Decker, mortgage expert and the CEO of Modern Lending Team. Now, we all know how crazy the housing market is. And Brian, who's a friend of The Answer, is here to give us a housing and mortgage rate update. So, Brian, what are you seeing in the housing market today? Mortgage rates remain near historic lows, still in the 2% for most conventional loan programs. With rising rents, we're seeing more homebuyers move towards purchasing. And with extreme low supply, we're going to continue to see rising home prices continuing through at least 2023. Thanks, Brian. 
Ryan. Now, I'm sure people have a lot of questions about buying a home or refinancing. If they wanted to reach out to you with questions, what's the best way to reach you and your team? You can give us a call seven days a week at 951-844-LOAN. That's 951-844-LOAN. Or reach us on our website directly at modernloans.com. That's modernloans.com. Thanks so much, Brian. And we'll speak with you again soon during our next mortgage update report. Friends, you can call Brian at 951-844-LOAN or online at modernloans.com.